9to5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Go Plug Yourself. On this week's episode, uh, Lawrence and I talked to Esteban Vargas, who you might know as the producer of Shom's Morning Show, I guess most famously with uh, Terry DeMonte. When we sit down with Esteban, we talk about some of the uh, putting together all of those great tribute shows uh, last year for Terry's uh, retirement from radio broadcasting. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, we also talk about the food food in Montreal, the COVID situation in Montreal, and uh, just a bunch of other other topics. And also, uh, just a heads up, Lawrence's internet kind of conks out about halfway through the podcast. So he just mysteriously disappears in the middle there. So uh, you get half of an episode with Lawrence. If you enjoy the show, as always, uh, share the podcast on your favorite social media network, uh, like and review and do all those things that you're supposed to do when you like something. It doesn't cost you anything, and we really, really appreciate it. Uh, Sit back, relax, enjoy the show. One, hit it. Go plug yourself. You plug and mother plug Go plug yourself. So I got tired of doing Go Quarantine Yourself, so I decided to invite a guest on. <laughs> That's looking awesome. Go Quarantine. <laughs> go, quarant- go Quarantine Yourself uh, has been just where it's uh, me and the host right. just shooting the shit about whatever happens to be <laughs> going on in the week. But I basically have that on my other show anyway, so it was just this is it was just nonsense down, and and then injected with even more nonsense because Walter would jump on and just go what Walter nonsense no no never never yep he- heavy on the Walter <laughs> big, nonsense big big take in last week's episode was Walter actually oh, no. came out against Joss Whedon oh, no. which I was not sure if he would or not why what's wrong what's wrong with Joss Whedon are you are you been living under a rock sir I thought you were. Uh... Joss Whedon is very canceled. Yeah, for being Done. a piece of trash on oh, apparently yeah? like all he, all through time. Like, he, a, does he suck too? Yeah, yeah. Joss Whedon sucks really hard. Apparently, he's one of those guys uh, Th- throughout time. Yeah, that's it. He was like even in uh, the throughout the throughout. Because when you say throughout time, I'm thinking that now he's like time traveling to fuck with people. <laughs> yes, like he's going back to like the Middle Ages. Oh, that's awesome. It's like yes. Joss Whedon it's invented like time devil. travel and then has just been shitty to women, <laughs> like in all areas. Oh. But I was saying, but like even stuff stuff surfaced about how crappy he was on Buffy and whatever. Yeah. Like it's like a it's dating through his entire career, and then uh, and then when he when he made a statement a couple of weeks ago to address Gal Gadot's comments about him being shitty he was like well maybe english is in her first language and it was a misunderstanding and never I'm like yeah, yeah that's... that's totally it that's totally <laughs> i'm sure that's what that's it is. how that plays though. Yeah, isn't that's it? how that plays especially especially people from israel who are very very low-key and gentle <laughs> they love that <laughs> that's not a recipe for disaster oh my at god all. <laughs> i can just imagine her fucking losing her mind and it's searching for a weapon mandatory military service is a thing <laughs> like she's she's had military yeah. service like my my but my buddy was born in israel and now when every time he goes back they have a, a card with his name on it in hebrew with a picture of him as a baby that he has to present and if he doesn't have it on him they just they they arrest him and he's in the military 
That's, that's, that's the rule. <laughs> that's just like it. They're like you, you, you're, Do you have your cow? Where's your cow? Where's your baby? Where's your, yeah. <laughs> Show me the chubby cheeks, oh, and you're like, no, no, no. Okay, good. Can leave. It's like <laughs> hilarious. And that's the underlying reason is they just need a certain dose of cuteness, right? Like otherwise, yeah, like, yeah totally. Like, that's the, yeah, totally. They got to like if we don't see a couple of cute things, we're just everybody's inscripted. That's what that's what's happening, oh, man. Uh, and then I was listening to the radio. I think at some point in the last couple weeks and uh, i think it was actually shomes your you, you guys did I, I guess you must have recorded it right before the hardcore shutdown you guys did the yeah. christmas party? yeah we did that like uh, i think it was late november super early december and then a mm-hmm. week later uh everything got shut down yeah but it, it was kind of weird i don't know because i know you guys replay it a couple times and whatnot whatever but i think i must have been hearing like a replayer and i was like this sounds very irresponsible i know they recorded <laughs> Event. but it sounds like everyone's like everybody has to lock down and the show guys are like yeah christmas party no everything was done in advance uh and the reality is they, they actually didn't have us in a studio we have like a, um, a giant auditorium so everybody okay. had their own table or microphone and we were two meters would be an understatement we're probably like four or five meters apart from everyone uh, wow. so yeah no no we, we we made accommodations the year before was similar uh, they put plexiglass between everyone. Uh, you had to put your mask on unless you were like talking at the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there was like no beer. They got us some. They got us some snacks and some food, but that's about it. Mm. So all that to say, heard Esteban and was like, "Man, I haven't spoken <laughs> Esteban in a while." <laughs> oh, so it's good, man. How 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 is life at? Uh... At the spirit of rock, I guess. Like, it has been a big like twenty twenty one has been a big year for everybody. But I mean, it's been a big year for for you, right? Planning. I think like you probably produced the biggest show of your career. Yeah, and it, with it, Terry Sandoff, yeah, it, right? it totally. Uh, <laughs> let's just say it was a bit of a curveball because things kind of all came down at the same time. Not not that I'm complaining in any way, because I I'm the type of guy that just works really well under pressure. But um, all of a sudden, they go, "Hey, you know what?" Terry's going to wrap it up. He's going to hang up his headphones. He's done. And I went, okay. And I went, we got what, two months. So now I'm like, I'm calling every single person possible uh, and trying to get everybody on board kind of thing and going, okay, how are we going to go about this? You don't want to go too heavy on it because some people are like, oh, you know what? That's too much. Yeah. It's cool that uh, like we're celebrating this guy, but at the same time, people still want their music. So you got to find that right balance. So it, it was a lot going on. The reality is it, it was busy on top of the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Little things. Yeah. Still going We're on. still trying to find that happy balance, I guess. And that's the big thing is the balance part. Um, and, and I get it. Like people are at the end of their, their wire. You know what I mean? I am. Um, and it was really a question of balance and, and trying to, create some form of levity or some form of distraction yeah of course like, like everyone, you know everyone loves you know tuning into morning radio just to hear like bad news right? all the time and, right and, and everybody's on <laughs> no, edge just like, listen to some some tunes and everybodyody. everybody's on edge and like, a couple feel-good stories yeah absolutely. tell me how the habs did last night now that's <laughs> trash also <laughs> no so, some say there's no greater tragedy <laughs> Than the Habs performance. No Some greater. Say. Some say. Yeah. If you've been watching the team, actually, if you've been watching the team recently, you actually are 
I think you're allowed to have some sort of compensation. I think <laughs> Molson or someone they owe you now. Send you, send you a beer and a paper bag. It's a very sad state. I'm going to be doing really odd. We were joking about that to try to get the team. If you want to get the fans behind Molson, right. it's like every every month they spend at the bottom of the rankings. We just get a two for <laughs> like whatever else. Like you get like a voucher. You just sort of like here's your compensation beer. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. We're, we're terrible. Everyone would be like the team sucks, but this Molson guy, he's okay. I'm going to be brutally honest, dude. Like. Uh, or- Earlier this please, week, please. Uh, we went in one day, and usually when the Habs are on, we either recap the game or have a quick clip or whatever. And I think we mm-hmm. went through two right. newscasts out of the three that we do. And it was only like during the third, we all looked at each other and went, the Habs played last night? I think we saw a tweet come out. Yeah. Went, oh, wow. Does anybody even care anymore? And it was it was that moment of, <laughs> of like, oh my God, I can't believe we missed the Habs playing. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, we just don't even care anymore. I don't blame you. My my girlfriend is a, is a hardcore Habs fan, as am I, for a very long time. Our first date was going to watch a Habs game at a bar, and I was like, this is, <laughs> this is amazing. This is the best. And even sometimes... Like you and I, baby. We both have the... Every game. Yeah, we're going to we watch have, every game right. together from now on. <laughs> we, both have, we both have the alerts on our phone. We both have the alerts on our phone. And sometimes we'll just see an alert, and like four hours later, we'll be like, oh, Columbus, let's check a 4-1, two shorthanded goals. No, uh, big brother. It right. is. Like, it's we're right. checked out. Yeah, right. we Here's can't. a question for you, Lawrence. Did you ever take advantage oh, of the uh, casual score deal where you used to get like 10 free wings or five, five free wings? I think it's eight free wings yeah, after yeah, five right? goals, baby. Are you right, kidding that... me? Are you kidding me? Oh. I used to. I used to make sure that my friends wouldn't forget. I would send out a mass text to even people who are not yeah. hockey fans, being like "chicken wings," yeah. <laughs> and they would know. They'd be like, "All right, cool." Yeah. Like I'm. I, yeah, I wasn't yeah. watching the game, but tomorrow I'm gonna go to the. To the there you go. The but th- but then they kind of. They oh, I don't put, know. I, I, Evelyn would trip balls, just like <laughs> chant, like, El de poulet! El de poulet! Just all around our house. El de poulet! We couldn't you know what so upset me, though? There's no, way, there's no other way to get chicken wings. You <laughs> know what upset me, though, is when they pulled a curveball, like, two years ago? Because you used to get the chicken wings. You used to show up. You used to pick up your chicken wings. And if you didn't order anything else, it was all good, right? They wouldn't ask questions. Oh, oh now, no, yeah, now, now there's, like, a beer, minimum. You know, yeah, you need, like, a beer. Or you need to spend, like, yeah. 20 bucks before they give you the chicken wings. Fucking bullshit! What scam. a fucking what Total a scam! There was, there was that, you know why? There was that season Look, two. We earned we earned our wings. A whole group of grown men put the puck in the net, and I want my fucking chicken wings. And it's not like and it's not. Like, I don't want to be entrapped by beers and peanuts and hell. It's not like we score poppers. five goals a time. No, like it's like it, this no. happens like four and, or five times a year out of like eighty games. Esteban was four or five times a year is <laughs> yeah. generous. Esteban was gesturing with his hands, which the listeners can't see, but I already know where you're going with this. The yeah. first couple times that we went for wings, we got some big, exactly. meaty, big boy, thigh slapping, fucking big. Hey, yeah, it was a wing. wing. That was like a that was a wing. A wing. It was a wing. <laughs> it was a genetically yep. modified super chicken. Yeah. Now there's a, that flew. There's an entire there's an entire coop out. full of the lamest, saddest chickens <laughs> that are just just oh, like these... barely hanging on to life, only to be slaughtered when the Habs score five goals. <laughs> no, but, but have you have you have you happened recently? Have you been it, there recently, Esteban? Do you see how wimpy it's these sad? I stopped going because of it. It's oh. just sad. But I was going to say there was that one year where McDonald's also had I think it was like a small fry if they scored first. Right. They score first. And that was a great yeah, one because you're always like, oh yeah, like because that happens way more frequently. <laughs> yeah, but that's and also McDonald's can lose that money. 
Small, small fry. Small fry is like a penny. Yeah, it's nothing. Fraction of a nothing. Not to mention. Not to mention. Have you ever walked into a McDonald's? Who has the willpower? <laughs> To walk into a McDonald's, go one small right. fry and fucking leave. Not happening. I mean, I'm, I'm there. I'm like, I'm gonna need a drink. We should probably get right? a burger. I, had, I mean, I guess maybe I somewhat cheated because I had the I had the McDonald's in the food court, so that was uh, easy to like. Oh, there's the if there's no okay. lineup, you just like swing by and grab your fry, and then like eat whatever else you're eating. You don't have to like go into Mickey D's or drive there. Like oh, you could do a drive by and grab a small fry, which was great. Well, drive by. Oh like, a man, if, like, if if it's like late yeah. February, I'm getting a shamrock shake. <laughs> I love it. If it's any other time, I love if it. If it's any other time, I'm getting at least a sandwich. Come on, man, you can't. That's impressive level of willpower, Keith. Yeah. That's unbelievable. <laughs> you're ordering no, one small fry and you're walking away and digging. Yeah, no that's kidding. Like, I, don't know how you I got I got lucky. I got Ugh. lucky during Seja because I know most people went to like Dawson and Vanier. There were stone throws away from a McDonald's, right? And I ended mm -hmm. up at Champlain instead. Yep. And Champlain, Champlain oh, was like a good. 12 minute walk from the metro and it was like in this vast open parking lot so when it was minus right. 25 there was no way you're walking back to the metro to go to mcdonald's Definitely or not. vice versa so like you <laughs> just you, you you were just a champlain right what do we have we had a dagwoods i think and even that wasn't open most of the time hey otherwise uh, i'd probably be huge right now you're the amount of times I mean that's I'm massive, dude. That's <laughs> that's how I got there. Like, just, I I went to Dawson and you're a food guy. Like Esteban is well known a food guy. Esteban, if you if you follow him on social media, ninety percent of things it's like it's totally, music or food. Totally. Like these yeah, are you got the me two. Yeah, you got me you know I, was I, mean? say, I was gonna say music or food and, and often food places closing down and it's really sad. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, but like, it's like eighty percent. Like this great restaurant that you haven't been to in two years right. is closing. Right. Like, Damn it, that's, that's it I, I, I had, I had such a, I had, such, <laughs> I had such a hardcore flashback because you mentioned Slovenia oh, restaurant in Saint Laurent. Yeah. And when I went to Dawson in the basement of Dawson, there used to be. Uh, you up there. Are you serious? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, and dude, they used to have bro. It was the stuff. fucking Sick. bane so, of my so existence because not it's only like, no, were you guys spoiled with like Alexis Neon and all the restaurants around there, you also had a yes. Vieira up in Alexis Neon in Dawson. There, and they had the most aggressive what? Polish lady behind the counter. It was the best, and she was she was like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. She was like a mean version what? of nice. <laughs> You're like, I'll have a sandwich. She's like, fine. And then she would make you a sandwich. <laughs> and you go, thank you. She'd go, nice day. Like, she wouldn't. There was no time for chit-chat. It had to be the most efficient thing. And, man, this was on point. But See, I ate there the, far too the much. closest was, thing uh, we even had to that was this diner that was maybe 30 feet away from Champlain College. It's no longer there. It's condos now. It was It was a little shack. And we called it the Cancer Shack. Because every time you'd go in there, oh everybody who was in there, both like patrons and owners and chefs, were all smoking. And it just was like, <laughs> you could see it like in winter, like you'd see it 20 feet away from Champlain College. And you'd be walking up to it and you could see like the smoke just building up inside. And the food <laughs> wasn't even that good. It was just convenient because it was right there. Right. Yeah. Oh, I love those diner places, though. I love those places where you open up the menu. It's like we got Greek food, we got Italian food, we got soups, we got pasta, we got chips, and there's a layer everything. of grease on everything. Anything you can think of. 
<laughs> yeah, everything. Just like every cuisine. We have we have four Asian dishes, but no more, no less. And you're like, okay, I'll have the egg rolls and the poutine, I guess. Sorry, sorry to go on on, on this, but one of my favorites was still uh, when I lived in Hochelaga. Please do. There was, <laughs> there was this like family style Percy? restaurant around the corner for me called Shea Jimmy's. It's still there. It's a classic. The place is always busy. They have this massive menu. Same as you just described. So they have Greek food, Italian food. They have Koskrut food. They yes. have Chinese food. And their menu their yep. menu yeah. to this day, and I kid you not, says um, Chinese food made by real Chinese people. The, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hoshalaga yeah. is... <laughs> zero chill just the whole and no because uh, when i met evelyn like when i first met my fiance we she lived in hashalaga right. and i know right. when we were moving right we like you and i talked Absolutely. about like maybe you wanted the apartment we were throwing around because she in the other direction near frontenac there was a place like what you're describing a diner called right Bercy. in the strip mall so we used to go to Bercy. yeah and then there was a uh, there's miami yeah, up on classic. sherbrooke and also with a crazy, stupid menu. <laughs> and we used to go there all the time, man. And just Hoshalaga was wild. It's just like every restaurant is somehow open all the time. It's just like nothing makes sense. Oh, it's, it's that just, reminds oh, me of when I, I was, when I was in college, I, my apartment was in Verdun. And that was back when Verdun still had the, the brasserie rule. Right, where you right? can right? serve so beer anywhere. You couldn't anywhere. have bars. You could not serve bar- you couldn't have bars. Yeah. You had to have a brasserie or a restaurant, yeah. whatever. And there was like bowling alley oh above where a grocery store was and i think that it's all just grocery store yeah. now or whatever yeah. yeah but like you you'd go up there and then you would, it's still like, there keith you, it's where the iga the, is the, on the, uh, on verdun yeah but the bar is still there i don't know about the bar but the bowling alley is still there okay but anyway there's a bar attached to the bowling alley and like you would have to go there and they would charge you 50 cents for a hot dog and just bring it to you with nothing on it <laughs> So it's like you could go in and like order a pitcher of he- pitcher of beer and choose like and four hot dogs and you're like yes ma'am yeah <laughs> you know? and then you just these nothing on plain it like, hot dogs do you guys have do you guys have mustard or <laughs> no and I'm like no. I was always like man are these like the same four hot dogs mm-hmm. like if we leave <laughs> like we leave we leave this you little never, plate full you of never hot ate them I've gotten like I was like drunk dog? enough and like to be like yeah I'm gonna eat the hot dog they tasted bad they were like dried like the the bread was dried yeah. out. Like, how hard is it to fuck up a hot dog? I mean, I don't think I don't think it was, I don't think it was the hot dog was bad. I just think it was just like out. Like I think they probably right. make like twenty of them in the beginning of the night and then just like right. put them on little plates so they could put them in front of people to circumvent the the brats. Yeah, they're not rules. they're not going to start cooking every single hot dog when somebody yeah, exactly. Like them. I showed up at one o'clock in the morning in order to pitch a beer. <laughs> I don't think anyone cooked that hot dog. Like that happened at like it's nine a, o'clock, it's, eight it's o'clock at a... night. <laughs> The entire family from Decarry Hot Dog just comes up this yeah, seriously. In tandem. <laughs> There's a hot dog emergency. Save the day. And the other, and the other one was Nouveau Verdun, which uh, that also has the giant like 20, 20 page menu right. where they have everything. Yeah. And I also love when you get That's to the when you get to the Chinese food section and it goes into that font. Like they right. change the font. They, they, they change the font. They change the font to Chinese <laughs> menu. Funny. So bad. I was like, I was like, so I was like, there isn't funny. a special Greek font for the Greek page of like a like one page earlier, but no, no, but but okay, okay, but on the Greek page, you notice that the border has that fucking border right. with all the right angles and top right. inside of yeah. each other. They're like, this is the Greek. Page. Everything's blue and white. <laughs> you're, you're... Yeah, everything's blue and white all of a sudden. They're like, this is the Greek page. So sorry. Then, like... We have souvlaki. We have spanikopita. We have something you shouldn't eat. I remember. Have... I remember going there the first time, uh, or first Sarah's first time, because I used to like. I used to live on 
to Fifth Avenue, and that's just down yeah. Fifth, I want to say, or maybe on Third. Anyway, and I was like, I brought Sarah, and Sarah's like, like, what's good? And I was like, nothing, but everything's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, it's one of those where everything's just passable. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're not going to be mad at anything yeah. you order, but like, don't expect no. anything to blow your mind. Yeah, like, there's no, there's no Michelin star. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but like, it, sure. it's so weird that you're like your your General Tao, your Poutine, and your like souvlaki are of like equal caliber <laughs> like you know you're like, yeah. like they're all yeah. all right no. <laughs> like that's yeah and that's also a weird spot to put the wait staff in you're like what's good the escargot right? the tomato soup or the <laughs> right. souvlaki and they're like yeah. get a salad like, <laughs> and of course it's the same and of course you ask them they're like everything's right? authentic and you're like yep 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 i'm sure it is for sure yeah. i'm sure it is yeah 100 yeah, yeah, the millennia snl bit when they order the lobster <laughs> in the diner it's the same. Like, you're like no why why is this on the menu yeah. like oh man uh do you guys watch um bar rescue yes well, i'm familiar it is like, but i know it is the best like trash tv out there it really thank is thank you Thank you. I, if anyone would appreciate it, it is you. I watch this TV They're show plants. religiously. Yeah. I love. It. I don't give a shit. Is so, there's nothing that makes me happier than watching John Taffer just and roll just into bulldoze. a place, send in two spies, and just fucking destroy everyone. Just shut yeah. it down. There's not enough POS systems. Oh, and and like you see oh, the vein popping out in his head, and yeah, yeah. he's scary, man. He's yeah. scary. I, I think Sarah went through a phase of like the the restaurant rescue or whatever, whatever it was. And just like seeing how awful, like awful frozen food. Like it's just like piles of frozen food that just gets thrown into a fryer and then brought out. And everyone's like, it's trash. That reminds the last time I went to Champs was the most disturbing thing in the world. So it's like they, I think there had been a fire or renos or whatever. So like the freezers were out in like the, in the section where you were drinking (laughs) So like you'd see them just go into the freezer and just like pull the nuggets out and then just like drop oh. it or whatever. And like one guy on staff who was wearing a hospital bracelet. Oh no! <laughs> like it still had the hospital bracelet on. I was like, like I'm not judging, but I'm like maybe cut it off before you go to work, buddy. Right. Like you're like what, what whatever right. you were doing in the hospital, none of my business. But it's weird that you didn't think to take it off right. before you went to go to become a waiter at champs that that said we should mention that apparently champs is under new oh, management now it's yeah. one of those things where he has to go back once a week or... yeah well yeah well they're, they're yes champs is apparently under new management yes i've heard that allegedly Alleged. under Alleged. new management it's allegedly like uh it's it's someone who's um in with the lgbtq community who's trying to make it more friendly and accessible uh and not have it be the typical sports bar or so they claim. I mean, but to be fair, that's, cool, that's a cool concept. I'm saying allegedly be because fair, I haven't I been know. since since it switched hands. Yeah, right? same, same. I, I was I was just gonna say, but I was like, it was never really the typical sports bar. It was like the dive of the yeah, dive, or the true. dive version of the sports true. bar. Yeah. Like I, I I and I'm not necessarily saying that the, the new owners or whatever won't hopefully do something. No, and and, and we want to wish inclusive them space. In, like in I, all in, fairness, I, and oh for sure, and I'm like, and also inclusive sports bars is like something that I think is a niche and particularly in this yeah. town where you have way more likelihood of like everybody watching the hockey game and not just right. like sport bros but then you're like i don't not, necessarily want to go season. to like sports not stations right. <laughs> you know like but i do want to go and, and yeah, get drunk oh, and watch the game too, too many nights wasted at sports <laughs> yeah i think Jesus i think Christ. my favorite part so far of this podcast is lawrence's facial expressions Thank you. I, I know you can't see That's it the money listening the podcast, right now, but, but you don't get to hear. Lawrence is very expressive. 
Yeah, it's a it's a double edged sword because I can always get my point across, even when I don't want to. Like sometimes I'm in when when I'm in a work meeting and they're like, Lawrence, can you put on your camera? I'm like connection issues, and then literally I'm hearing one of my teammates talk some bullshit. And I'm like, ah, just have the most heinous face, and I know it. I can feel it, oh, and I'm like, no, no, the people can't see this. Terrific this mess. Terrific. Uh, Thanks, bud. So back to the, the 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 Terry thing. One of the things yeah, I totally. wanted to ask you about uh, was just something. So what what is the what is that Rolodex like? Like it's like you have like oh, famous man. Canadian rockers, other broadcasters. There's there's the Prime Minister. It, it, Prime it's Minister. honestly <laughs> all you know. Like like what what are you? They're just sort of like here's some of the people who would want to talk to Terry, and then they just like give you a little box, and you're like, oh, these numbers. Oh, it's are... it's not even that. To be honest, that was. Um... <laughs> The one thing I was like, so what are we doing? They're like, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I was like, okay. So, uh, okay. Here are all the people I know he knows. Here are all right. the celebrities I know he knows. Because over the years, he's, uh, I mean, his career was so broad that he mm-hmm. he kind of made these inroads with celebrities. Everybody from Jan Arden to Krista Berg to mm-hmm. um, uh, the members of Genesis. Like, you name it. Members of Supertramp. Mm-hmm um so it's like kind of like especially i think i think one of the other things i've I've, I've always thought about and and it's and it's sort of like it showed during those stretches of shows come coming up to the retirement was i was like oh yeah like i think radio interviews were like a way bigger deal in the 80s and 90s and montreal was like one of the two stops in canada so it's like yeah if you were the like big like if you were the rock station dj you talk to this guy every six or seven months, you know, like I kind of like almost like like on yeah. on a regular yeah, and, rotation. And if he's a cool guy, absolutely, yeah. you're gonna remember like, oh, it's the same dude from this because like these touring bands or whatever. So it's like you, like not to take anything away from like Terry, great personable and everything else, but it was also there was like a frequency of by being a cool guy, you're now seeing these people almost on the regular. Like it's not just a one off all the time. Yeah, like, it was it was a different time, but it was also um, what I found interesting. What I learned working with him all these years is hey wait a second you know what not everyone can actually conduct a proper interview and you start to realize when the guests at the end of an interview go hey man that was that was friggin amazing man like let me know i'll come back anytime or people that were like i think one of the biggest compliments we got was uh from um i'm blanking right now uh nirvana never mind uh producer uh steve albini so Steve, yeah, I was like, I was like, Steve I, Albini was yeah. in town, and we somehow convinced him to wake up at like six in the morning and come into the studio. And he's like very eccentric, and he's yeah, well, this is, he's the he's the guy Steve Albini famously has the the flat rate producer, right? right? Exactly. Like he, he doesn't take he 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 never he doesn't take a percentage. Exactly. He's like he'll set a price and figure that out. So it's like he's produced albums from like tiny bands, and he's produced albums from like mega stars. He's like. What his price is varies wildly, right. but he just like sets that price and it's a flat rate and then it's, it's done. Right. Right. And he's <laughs> you know, like, and, and he's, like... and he's an odd duck. Like, and I say that as a compliment, he's just a really interesting, weird guy. And well, that, that just, that, that weird thing that he does yeah. alone has like prevented him from being like multi, multi, hundred percent. He doesn't care if, about if he, that. If he had, yeah, exactly. That's it. If he took any kind of a, any kind of a royalty on production or whatever, He's on a bunch of like some of the greatest selling albums, but no, he's like, I got paid what yeah. was a fair price for the work I did and I'm done. Yeah. So he's like, he's wealth wealthy, but well, he, he's not. He actually likened screw it you to <laughs> hiring a plumber to fix your toilet. And he's like, when a yeah. plumber comes in to fix your toilet, he has a flat rate. He's not going to charge you for every flush after that, that your toilet like functions properly. 
which I found interesting. But all that to say, he comes in six in the morning. He walks into a commercial radio station. I could see the look on his face. He's like, great. One of these stations. And he sits Mm -hmm. down and you could tell he's kind of like blase. He's not thinking much of anyone right now. We go on the air. Mm -hmm. We do this like three-part interview. It goes for like 30-something minutes because he's so interesting. And Mm -hmm. I think it was after the second segment, he looks at us and he goes, what's the deal here, guys? Is this like NPR or something? (laughs) He's like, I never get this much airtime and like I never get like decent questions. And he was just Mm -hmm. genuinely so grateful And that to me, I went like, oh yeah, you know what? There's Terry's got that style and, and not everyone can nail it. Uh, not, Mm. and not anyone can successfully do it at least. And he just had a way with interviews of putting people at ease. And it was a bar Mm. conversation. It was, it was one of those things where when people come in and say, Hey, what should I expect? Sorry, we're not giving you questions in advance. There's no trick questions here. Like we're not trying to trap anyone. And it was like, hey, you know what? Think about it as going out to a bar. You're sitting there having a drink and suddenly the guy starts next to you starts talking to you and you're just engaged in a conversation. And and yeah, I, like it's going to be about music. He knows his shit. He knows his music history. He absolutely. knows all this. So it's like you're you're like and, and that's I think that's to that's one of the things like would we go for even on this show also is like no one's, i don't think anyone's listening to go plug yourself for hard questions <laughs> no one's no one's listening to like the show morning show expecting like a, a barbara walters like right. breakdown no. interview no you want to hear a cool interview you have no. a cool musician yeah. tell me some cool stories behind the scenes production yeah. stuff whatever. And, and, like, and i think i think we tailor kind of the the conversations to a light exactly. airy yeah you know we want people to have fun and be engaged and that being said Esteban, your opinions are your Ukraine. Ukraine? Ukraine. Crimea, Russia, the world. I think crime is the part where we say the opinions of Esteban are not those of Velmi. Esteban's very clear. uh, His opinions are his own opinions. They're not opinions of the Go Plug Yourself podcast. They don't reflect of Go Plug Yourself (laughs) or 9 to 5. But yeah, honestly, Uh, like the whole process of, of actually gathering people at the end was easy in the sense that people were willing to help out. People were willing to be a part of it. Some people were reaching out to me directly. I didn't even have a chance to reach out to them. Did you have to like say no? There were a few people. I didn't get my airtime. There were a few people where I had to defuse a situation where, where was I on that? (laughs) I'm sorry. You didn't get the invite. I could have sworn. I've been interviewed on Terry's show. You know what, Lawrence? It's still in my draft. Sorry. I hit the, I forgot to hit send. I just realized. Uh, fucking what a liar but yeah it was a weird it was weird like like coming together it was a it was interesting to say the least um and then at the same time he also wanted to reach out to people who he didn't know um one of the best examples was uh george gray the announcer for the price is right uh and the deal with okay the deal with george gray was that for years (laughs) on the air terry would say one of my dream jobs would be to be the announcer on the price is right and he's like, that would be my my dream right. job. So I said, hey, you know what? We got some contacts at Fremantle Media who produced The Price is Right. And sure enough, within like two and a half days, they were like, absolutely. George says he'll do it. And he did this whole thing live from the set. And he sent us a video of uh, him pretty much wishing him well from The Price is Right That's set. Amazing. And he did the come on down thing. And it was terrific. And we had like surprises like that. So it was, it was a lot of fun in the end. It was a lot of work. It was a lot of fun putting it together though, too. Did did he kind of give you a direction? Was Terry like Absolutely this is what not. I want? This is what I Absolutely don't want. Absolutely not. And and <laughs> no, he's just it's like, funny go for because 
we asked him, is there anything you want? And he said, he said, listen, the only thing I'm asking you to do is to include my parents. He was include my parents, okay. which is already part of the plans. And he said, don't, he said, it's don't overload reasonable. me on the last day. He goes, Those were my two requests. He's like, don't overload me last day. Include oh, my parents. Okay. So we spaced it out. And essentially, like, I know some people were like, oh, no, he was pretending he didn't know who was calling. I'm like, no, we genuinely wouldn't tell him. Like, we'd have people dial in live and they'd be like, hey, how's it going? He's like, who the heck is this? Oh, holy smokes. And so and so that got my career started like ages ago back in Winnipeg or whatever. And it's like, this is your life sake. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's me, your seventh grade principal. And I I think that was part of the fun is because he didn't know where he was going. And mm-hmm. listeners were like, holy smokes, like, wow, you got a call from who? Like, you got a call from, like, Roger Hodgson, you know? Like, it was, it was fun. It was fun. I was going to say, without without naming names, was there was there anyone who you were like, no, you're not a part of this? <laughs> was it like, me, Keith, we've been over yeah, I know, Lawrence. Me. No, there, there wasn't. And, and in all Come honesty, on. we tried to include as many people as possible. There were some people that were like, hey, I want to do an interview like the big guys. And I'm like, we just don't have time. Like we don't, we don't have yeah, enough time. Like, we had like, what, a month trip. and a half. So like I, I was doing pre-recorded, I'd appease others with pre-recorded messages. So I'd be like, yeah, hey, we can't have you sense. on, send in a pre-recorded message. And I know like people were like, yeah. oh, I just need five minutes. And I'm like, yeah, but that's also my role yeah, to go like, okay, we got to prioritize here. Like Justin Trudeau or like, a friend of Terry's from like high school that he spoke to twice. You know what I mean? So it's yeah, like, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he'll love it, the, man. He'll love yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> I, f- I found the call with Pierre hood was very emotional. Yeah. yeah that, that, that was fun. Hard. And that was like, uh, that was a hail Mary in the end because, because of the Corona virus, we couldn't have anybody in the studio at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and we're like, how do we make this work? Cause he happened to be across the street that morning taping something for RDS. And we're like, mm. how do we make this work? And I remember sitting there with the engineers and they're like, we got a wireless mic and the reach goes like a block away. Oh, so that same after the afternoon prior to the last day, uh, we tested the mics outside and we're like, Oh, if you stand here, does it sound better if you stand here? Oh. And then like, yeah. if you're upstairs in the studio and you look out the window, can you see like Pierre, if he were to stand here, did you see that Pierre's like, hello, right? like waving. So we had to like, we mic. had to like place people. And in the morning we had, we had extra people helping out and we're like, okay, you see where the bus stop is over there on Renilla Vec? Make sure he stands like two feet away from it. Otherwise we can't see him. And, uh, we ended <laughs> up having him on a wireless mic outside. And they were talking to each other like across the like with a window between them, essentially. Uh, so I guess for full disclosure for the listener, uh, there's going to be some choppy edit points there. And it's Lawrence's Internet has decided to conveniently out on him. Crap. So yeah. Lawrence is gone now. Uh, he got on the show, asked Esteban why he wasn't part of Terry's farewell, <laughs> then just disconnected. <laughs> and we did not hear. We from sparred him for a That's bit. And then. And now we're it's here. This whole thing. Uh, so yeah, so just listening to music and long walks has yeah. been your your pandemic. Uh, nice little research. That's uh, that's all it's been. That's. I think that's that's good. Uh, but did you experience when, like you said, like when things did open up and you started yeah. going to shows? Uh, did you experience like the sudden exhaustion? And you're like, wait, how did I do this four or five nights at a week? At first, like, I didn't. For me personally, like going out to like one or two things, I was like, yeah. oh no. At, at, it's funny because at first I didn't just because I missed everything so much. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, it's good to be back at a show. 
And then I think like yeah. a week or two later, I had like two yeah. shows in one <laughs> night and I was like, oh my God, I got to switch venues. I got to go across town now. And I got to the second venue. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm drained. I'm like, what is this? And, but at the same time, I'm grateful for it. Like it's one of those, it's a double-edged sword because you're like, yeah, you know what? You have to jet across town, but I'm still grateful that shows were back, at least for that small period of yeah, time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I know. And, and hopefully though, I mean, I think we were kind of talking about it uh, either on the recording or off the recording because there's been a bit of a blurred line there due to some technical <laughs> difficulties about whether or like you said, you have fingers crossed and like tickets purchased for shows coming yeah. up in March and April and stuff. And and I, I've, I've seen them. I have not brought myself to be able to like buy a ticket because I can't stand the yeah. disappointment if if something hits the fan i was like you know what i'll i might i might kick myself and regret it if stuff is like sold That's out or whatever but That's i was like issue. <laughs> but i was like if if it really looks good like a couple weeks beforehand then i'll do it but i was like i can't i can't find myself looking too forward to it like i think it was uh, the last show I was supposed to go see was Wilson. Not uh, actually, that's not true. I saw some shows when things were opening up, but I mean, the last pre-pandemic show I was supposed to go see was like Wilson and Policia at Bar oh, Ritz. Man. I want to say it would yeah, have been a great absolutely. show. Uh, <clears throat> like two acts that are like not necessarily bigger than Bar Ritz, but like are on I the agree. verge of being bigger, but like still get to see them in a teeny tiny yeah. And, and shout out to Blue Skies fun. and Bar Ritz because. They get like terrific acts and they sometimes don't get the billing that bigger acts do. Uh, but mm-hmm. small Montreal promoter been around forever and they just, mm-hmm. they know how to put on a show. They really do. They know how to put on a show mm-hmm. and, and you get to see everybody before they become big or as they're becoming big. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like on, on the come up and, and that was it. And I remember they were like, Oh, like give the option to like refund or like whatever. And like, I'm just like holding out. I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, yeah, keep the exactly. Ticket. Keep the ticket. It's like yeah, May no 2020, keep the ticket. And then finally they were like, uh, you know, like you could get a refund or you could donate it. I'm like, yeah, just, just at that point, especially fine. like small venue, like that, <laughs> a small promoter, you're like, hey, exactly. That's it. But it was just like, like the continual stream of emails or whatever, just being like, you know, maybe it's going to come back. And I was like, maybe if it's it does, come it does. Back. Deep down, yeah, exactly, and and I and I still have the twice, twice postponed, and I'm unsure if it's if it's a third postponement or not. I haven't <laughs> actually checked, but I have tickets to uh, run the Jewels oh, and Rage Against nice. the Machine at Madison Square Garden. Nice. So I had the tickets that were supposed to happen in August 2020. Then it got bumped to 2021. Then it got bumped to 2022. And if I'm not mistaken, they haven't canceled the tour, but they've delayed the start. Right. So I don't know. I'm sure my tickets are still I mean, valid, but maybe the, the dates states are, are also, I don't know if I'd call it ahead, but they're definitely, they've reopened more than we have. Oh yeah. 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 Like I was watching the Royal Rumble <laughs> on the weekend and it was at, in a, in a arena in St. Louis, like an arena, like a football style arena, like 60,000 people. And I was like, uh. <laughs> I was like, but at the same time, part of me is like, listen, we did the thing. We have the vaccine. We have the boosters we yeah, have absolutely. whatever people absolutely. are saying that if people are saying if you're well protected it's not that you can't get it but you don't get it that bad exactly. da, 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 da. and i'm like right like like uh like sarah was talking about like just like some anxiety and stuff about going to shows and going to whatever and i was like yeah like i i think it's warranted and like am i gonna look at a mosh pit differently absolutely. sure but like absolutely <laughs> but i will still go and like maybe maybe keep 
keep a little bit of personal space and whatever else like that if I can and and maybe be a little more conscious, wash my hands a lot more, probably, you know, but I'm like, I'm not like the, the concept of like, oh, I need to like live in yeah, fear. I was like, eh, you know, <clears throat> that that's it. I was like, wear, wear your masks, do whatever, whatever has to be done to make and it And also safe. do what works for you. If I'll, somebody's I'll, like, I don't know, if somebody needs an extra meter space, you know what, let them have it. Like, it's not, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Like, I mean, like, like I, and I also like played the Trump card on, on Sarah where I was like, really? So I was like, so you're saying that like this August you you don't do Oshiaga. She's like, no, I'm definitely there you doing go. Oshiaga. I was there like, yeah, go. of course you are. Like, so it was like, whatever, whatever it takes to, to get us back into live live venues and have like some semblance of safety. I think is yeah, agreed. A hundred percent the the agreed. way to go. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, that would just say. So what are, have, what were your uh, if you had to give like a, a top five shows or albums or whatever of stuff stuff you discovered or like got you through the pandemic that got me through the pandemic oh man besides the long walks like stuff where you're like oh this is this you know what like, a... I, like one of the one of the bands that i already knew of but i kind of dove into a bit more was krungbin um krungbin, krungbin. from uh texas and the okay. only reason they kind of came onto my radar to begin with was because they started working with Leon Bridges. Uh, they did two LPs. Uh, the second one's being released, I believe in a month from now or a couple of weeks, maybe. Um, but mm -hmm. the first one was just terrific and it's mostly instrumental. Uh, but they were just, they were just terrific. And, uh, so I, I bought all of their albums, uh, and spent a bit of coin there. Um, what else? A big thief, big thief, uh, rediscovered uh, another band. They just released some new music in 2021, and that that, that was that was I was going to say that was also when you just mentioned like another band who released some more music. Like in a in a if you're grasping at silver linings, the amount of bands that like and musicians that that brought stuff out because they were also yeah absolutely up. and they, and they found <laughs> like, creative like, ways like you were of just doing like, it, which I, I found terrific. Yeah. Uh, like even uh, like like Chet Faker yeah. got together, like released an album as Chet Faker. And then like two weeks later, released these like everyone's like, oh, it's like the Nick Murphy stuff. And he's like, no, no, no. I also released an album as Nick Murphy. You're and like, you're what? like, what? And he's like, I also released a weird ambient <laughs> album in the middle. And you're like, what have you been like clearly just pumping out music? But like in the span of the last year and a half, you released yeah. like an album under both of his pseudonyms and an ambient music record. And you're like, yeah, yeah you suddenly got time. Some of these like, guys you have nothing just, else going on. Yeah, they're just churning Absolutely. stuff out. Uh, so yeah, there were... the other one was, I mean, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was going to say, so I was like, there's a, you're at big thief and then big thief, <laughs> uh, who else? Wet leg, uh, came out last summer, uh, banned from the mm -hmm. UK. Um, and it just like, it's just this interesting, really kind of, uh, how can I put a post-punk pop rock sound? Uh, and they're a lot okay. of fun. They're just a lot of fun, and and I've like a like a like a pup, less like punky, ish. less less punk, okay. more a garage rock, a bit of post punk going on, some anti folk. Um, okay, and their music came onto my radar last summer, and now they're releasing an album. They're coming to town. They're supposed to be coming to town in March. Uh, fingers crossed. <laughs> just bought tickets the other day. Um, but they they're a lot of fun, and it, and it's one of those bands where you're like, yeah, I don't know. You look at them like on paper, you're like, oh, they look pretty plain, 
and then they start playing you're like hey that's mm. pretty cool this is pretty cool and there's callbacks in your songs which i'm like when was the last time you had a callback in a rock song like yeah. <laughs> nowadays at least um so that mm. was interesting to me um what else was there watched a ton of streaming services um everything from search party uh to killing eve to um what else was there that I re- rediscovered the simpsons always been a simpsons fan but took time to actually go back <laughs> at least from season one to ten uh so yeah as a whole yeah. there's a bunch of random things right that's fine did you watch did you do any of the uh any of the live streams like music musicians live streaming and whatever back back in the the og the, the funny part when, is is i actually everybody... organized the live streams at work uh with musicians because at, at oh. the very start we started seeing people going live and i say hey you know what we can probably jump on this and instead of like doing your typical yeah. like hey do you want to play on our page like great you'll play for like half an hour or whatever you feel comfortable playing for uh we had each band mm-hmm. pick a charity of their choice and we would add the donate button to the live stream and that oh, way nice. we would raise money for whatever charity they liked so it was it was one of those kind of full circle moments um and everybody was more than happy to to actually play for us which uh, like i was surprised i was sure someone was going to turn around and be like eh and uh everyone we approached was like yeah absolutely even gowan from sticks was like yeah i'll do it he was like 100 percent, and he had yeah and again i think i think by extension musicians were writing and some musicians were playing a lot of them have like obviously some type of gear or audio setup like in their house for some variety that they can sound okay plugged into a live stream getting them figuring out the stream might have taken some doing but like you know like they had the most people had the gear kind of like sitting around i think to to make a pretty good go of it and uh and those were those were you know the the og that's that's that i'm done with all my streams right now like the live show i'm like you know what oh yeah take a little break for now Well, I mean, the good, well, not the good news, but the good slash bad news is they're right. basically done because all of the bands are right. touring because America's open. Right. <laughs> like, that's the, right. nobody's, <laughs> nobody's locked up anymore. If they want to be playing shows, they can be. Oh, who was I talking to? Oh, I can't, can't even remember. I was talking to someone who DJed a show down in Miami, right. which was just like, it was the, the, he was like, it's, it's insane because he's like, you know, there's something wrong. But then they like, <laughs> so the DJ oh, booth man. was like, 15 feet away from the dance floor and had plexiglass behind oh, it man. and so they were like so like they were keeping the dj safe but then the dance floor was just like a writhing yeah. mess of people and he's like wait but you put all of this effort so that i don't get sick but you're like who cares yeah, about them seriously. though <laughs> you're like so i'm like isolated further booth furthest <laughs> away from the dance floor he's ever been in his life with a plexiglass yeah. thing in addition so he's like more than 15 feet to a barrier and a plexiglass and he's like, but everyone out there is dancing fine. So he's like, wait a second. Yeah. <laughs> what wait is happening? Like, and he was like, he's like, don't get me wrong. He's like, I wouldn't have played the show Absolutely. Absolutely. in any other circumstance. And he's like, you you can, you know, take whatever risk you want. But he was like, he wouldn't have minded seeing something like for, to protect the fans. And he's like, but like the, the producer oh, or whatever man. the, or like the venue is like, oh, we'll keep the DJ safe. He's not getting COVID tonight. Oh, Our fans though, who knows? <laughs> like, I was like, so crazy Good times uh so you yeah, want to wrap sure, this up going to head into uh our five question segment we're mixing it up go ahead i'm ready Do I no, i'm really not i should have them say <clears throat> who's these people we haven't had, like i said we we were into quarantine yourself <laughs> for a little while so uh 
do we actually have the last question? Yeah, there we go. Here we go. Okay. So OG questions. Uh, Esteban, what do your thoughts sound like? They're constantly racing, I'd say. Um, okay. It's a question of like, I'm one of those people that multitasks. So I'm, I'm thinking of like 20 things at the same time, not because of any anxiety necessarily, but because I'm trying to get ahead and kind of be like, okay, I got to do groceries today. I got to book this for work. Uh, I got to go run out and do this. I promised someone I'd visit them. And I'm just like, okay, I got to like organize them and, and kind of figure out what I want to do first. Oh, can I like do two things at the same time? Oh, if I have to go, if I have to go over to Verdun, is there something else I could do there at the same time? Uh, so I can you keep it all in your head or do you no, need to my head. Like write it out? I've, or... I've tried writing things down and I either lose the piece of paper or I'm like, what's this supposed to mean? Um, no, I, I have to like, I have to put pen yeah. to paper or write a list or whatever else. Like, like I, I, I also like go thoughts go in a million yeah. miles an hour, but it's just sort of like, if I don't put a, if I don't put like a place marker, on something like if I that I have to do after it, by the time I finish the one thing, I'll have like forgotten. And not because I'm, I'm not going to sit there doing nothing. I'm going to move on to a third right. thing. I totally <laughs> you know, that. it's not that like I'm not, I'm, I never think like, oh, I'm I totally done that. or whatever. I just will move on to another thing having forgotten the right. second thing. Right. So no, I totally right. get that. But no, I, no, I'm everything's but, in my head. And it's just like, go, go, go. Right. And then it's like, oh, yeah, remember to take a break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a thing. <laughs> uh what was your favorite thing to eat as a kid esteban could be a snack oh, could be a meal uh there's no it was probably uh, a like toss-up be like... between my grandmother's cannelloni oh. and like a, a good montreal style pizza like we're talking like good thick montreal. crust like tons yeah. of toppings sloppy pepperoni beneath the cheese Mm-hmm. That's uh, I think probably the first one to go like Montreal pizza. Like like the Montreal pizza is I very agree, unique, definitely a staple. Very exactly, unique. it's it's a staple, but uh, it's rarely I think in the conversation of like best pizza. You're right about that, right? And, like and like I think people who don't know Montreal pizza sometimes get a bad impression of it because they'll order from the cheapest pizza place they can find. Yeah, you're gonna get it from Pizza Pizza or or, or not even not like a double even, pizza. Like, like double a, pizza even like, like an in independent style, place, but not but, right. Like if you're if you're yeah. paying under twenty five dollars for a large Montreal style pizza, chances are you're not getting a Montreal style pizza. You're getting like some really basic dough and some canned like yeah. tomato sauce. <laughs> uh, but a Montreal style pizza is like super yeah. thick, questionable meat, <laughs> and like full of toppings and it's bready and you're usually not paying under 25 bucks for it. Yeah, that's it. We have a, the point St. Charles has Connie's. Oh, Connie's terrific. Is, terrific. Yeah, that's it. That, that's that, that checks off pretty much the most of the, those lists. We're like, yeah, people are like, it's kind of pricey, but you're like, yeah, yeah but you get a thick pizza. Like, yeah, you're like, it's like one, one slice. Yeah, ex exactly. Pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> um, what is the best or worst best or worst thing about growing up, Esteban? Oh man. The best thing is probably just understanding life a little more, uh being a little more mature, mm -hmm. uh not sweating the small things. 
Um, the worst part of about growing up, it's funny because I was just thinking about this today on one of my walks, um, is probably not necessarily seeing myself getting older, but seeing others around me getting older and aging. And I know that sounds like dark and deep and whatever, but it just, it's one of those things where like the more you age, the more people around you also age. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and, and like it, <laughs> Aging doesn't bother me, but seeing others age is, is a little odd. And um, just last week, I was looking for a contact on my phone. I was scrolling through my phone. I'm like, oh, this person passed away. This person passed away. This person passed. And it, I'm not yeah. talking about COVID. Like, this is pre-COVID. And I'm like, oh, my God. As I'm getting yeah. older, more and more people on my phone aren't around anymore. And I'm like, huh, I should really update my contacts. Yeah, I was like, what? Well, there was, like, some someone was just like, oh, there, you, you hit a certain age where people that you know have heart attacks as opposed to just like people that your exactly. parents know. <laughs> you know, you know, like, like not to no, no, make no, light absolutely. of it, but like, but it was like, like oh. it was something that was removed at some point. So you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like a yeah, second yeah, yeah. uncle or you're like great, great grandparents. Exactly. Or... It was like, Oh, someone, my, 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 one of my dad's right. friends had a heart attack. That's what happens to old people. And now you're like, no right. dude, I know. Or like your high school attack. teacher who was right. already in their like seventies when you were in high school and you're like, Oh yeah, that right. totally makes sense. Yeah. No, I get, I get that. And I think especially, um, <clears throat> like you said, like in, it, as I suppose also working with people who are a little bit older and whatever else like that, also a lot of, a lot of people who are in the music yeah. industry, a lot of producers, a lot of whatever, they've been around Absolutely. for a long time. So like, you're like, Absolutely. oh yeah, that this guy was old when I met him. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. like there's, that's, <laughs> you don't necessarily think about I'm, it, but like, oh yeah, when you were 20 and you met a guy who was like 45, 50, right. that didn't seem that old, but you're like, now I'm coming up on 40 and that guy's yeah. 60, 70. Like, it, it's funny. Cause just, yeah, it was last a, week I was taking a walk and I was walking down a commercial strip and I was like, oh yeah, there used to be this store here. I'm not going to name the store cause I don't want to insult the guy, but, uh, I was like, oh yeah, there used to be the store here. And like 15, 20 years ago, this guy was probably already like in his mid to late sixties. And I was like, Oh, he's for sure closed up shop mm -hmm. just because he's passed. He's, he's got to have passed away at this point. And sure enough, his shop was still there and he was still open and he's still sitting by the window. Mm -hmm. And I looked him up and he's yeah. like, I think mid to late eighties right now. And I just like kudos to him. That's and nice. it was just, it was, it was great to see him there. But at the same time it was weird because I was expecting him not to be there. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Aging man. man. And, and like I said, and also I think like other, other people yeah. aging, like it, it's, it's to me, like I'm, uh, I'm turning 39 in no, May. No, you're not. You don't even look. So I am what? turning 39 in May, sir. What? Like, uh, and I was like, 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 and hitting 40 is, is not necessarily scary yeah. for me, but it's like, it then becomes like, I was like, wait. And again, I'm one of the, like, I'm older than Lawrence and Walter and whatever, but in my other group of friends, I'm right. the baby. So like, I was like, there's a group of people that I'm like, they've all hit 40 already. And they're like into their like mid forties now. And it's like, and I don't know when, like when it, like when, when that becomes reality. Right. Cause I was like, oh yeah, when I was a kid, 45, I'd be like, oh, you're an old man. And I'm <laughs> nice. like, no, I'm not. <laughs> you know, like, no, but it's true. Like when you were like, at, like, you know, in elementary school, yeah. 45 was old. And, and the funny, like now you I'm probably like, agree with this. Uh, because you go to shows and all that, but every now and then I'll, I'll go to a show and I'm like, Oh my God, I feel old. Like I, I feel yeah. like this is not good. I feel old. Uh, well, I was, we were, uh, when, when it was legal to do so, <laughs> we were, 
Um, uh, I was at a, at a friend's house and she's like, she's late okay. 20s. So like there's a 12 year, 12 year gap or whatever. And we were watching just like went down a YouTube rabbit hole of just watching, uh, like a ton of like followed yeah. boy, my chemical romance, just like all of the, all the emo crap music, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, I'm like, wait, why do you, I was like, wait a second. She's like, how do you yeah. know all of these songs? Whatever. I was like, I'm, I was like, well, I was like 16 or 17 <laughs> or whatever when it was going down. And I was like, that made you like eight yeah. <laughs> or something. And she's like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And I was like, we've had very different relationships to these songs. I'm like, you know, like they're, they're talking about all their ex-girlfriends. Yeah, you're and like, all are that you stuff. sure? And how, how like, <laughs> And she was like, actually, like, I literally didn't even know all of these songs were about like jaded lovers or whatever all the time. I just like thought they had fun That's beats awesome. and stuff. Like she's like, it was like only years later into life that <laughs> she had any context that for them awesome. whatsoever. And I was like, yeah, no, I just listened to them because I right. was, you know, like an emo kid in college right. or whatever. Like it was, uh, like, like it was just super weird to be like, oh yeah, there's a huge age gap or whatever like i think she like we looked at a picture of me at a rave in like 2005 or something she was like i was seven like, whatever oh, that it was i was oh. like i was like oh no <laughs> yeah no that's uh yeah every now and then feel feel kind of i mean i I've, I've said it a number of times i i always feel old at yeah Oshiaga. yeah nowadays like, yeah absolutely absolutely like uh, I'll, I'll go i have a great time like not a problem but i'm like oh yeah there's just absolutely babies the other thing too is like <laughs> looking back on albums and we tend to do this at work so it comes up more often than it probably would for most people but you're like wait a second mm -hmm. green day came out in 94 wait a second radiohead came yeah. out this year that's like that's like 30 years ago <laughs> yeah dude not, 94 is 94 is always a, a mainstay year for me because literally because of three albums which were uh blue album dookie and right. smash we're all 94. And, th and those were like the first where I was like, I'm listening to music that is like I have yes. selected and I am listening yeah. to. This is like my brother was more into electronic music. My dad was into oldies, whatever. That was like music that like came to me through like fam, like friends and whatever. Grade five, grade six was right. like 94. And those three albums stand out. But like and I remember like going to the mall and getting them and stuff. And like you said, that's 30 almost years 30 ago. years ago. That's the other thing, going to the <laughs> like, mall like, and getting them. <laughs> Like, <laughs> that's right saving up money to go and buy the compact yeah. disc of the, the blue 32 dollar compact yeah, disc <laughs> yeah exactly um question number four comes from a wrestler Ooh. shane Ooh, hawk very nice know, shane yeah yeah he's uh the one of the promoters and trainers and stuff behind iws it does more uh more training and promoting younger talent now you actually like got into it on the show obviously he sustained enough like injuries that he thought he was never going to wrestle again but is now actually like in a in wrestling shape like had like a almost a miraculous like rehab cycle right. and all that stuff so very very happy yeah, yeah like, good for him it's crazy absolutely yeah uh he wants to know if you had to choose between fighting one horse-sized duck or a horse's weight in regular ducks. Okay. Who would you rather fight? And we, some of the provisions that we ironed out is that, like, in all cases, they're ready to. They're fight. all ready to fight. Like, so it's they, not like some. It's not like, like if it's, anything, it's, it's, 
no, no, right? no. But but like it's not like you're like, oh well, some of the ducks will just like fly away or whatever. You're like, no, like the they're all ready to Okay, fight. they're all ready to fly. Right, 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 right. Mm. So one duck the size of a I take multiple ducks. Or and I, I don't know why, I just I feel like it would be easier to handle smaller opponents but a horse's weight a horse's weight in ducks that's a lot of ducks yeah but they're smaller ducks opponents that if heavy, you got right? a giant duck right i'm like ducks can be vicious man ducks ducks can get angry i i'm not not saying it couldn't but you'd only have like one it'd be a big beak but you don't even have like one beak to avoid presumably like you could get yeah, it in a headlock. yeah but i, I literally I, I don't have a i don't know i don't, if have I don't know if we'll be able to get a duck in a headlock i really don't a horse-sized? Yeah, not a horse-sized duck. That's too big. It's just too big. <laughs> like a horse. A horse is so like you're my like height, I, practically. Like, yeah. It's like, what is it? Hang on. Let's let's do some math. Here. Just, I'm, Hang on. How much does yeah, a duck? Yeah, weigh? exactly. Well, how much does a horse weigh? Well, that's what I'm saying. That's I'm, I'm going to do the math here. <laughs> how much horse. does a duck weigh? Duck's average weight is, I mean, depending on the duck, it looks to be. Between 500 kilograms and 1.6 kilograms, like the the mallard. Okay, being a, big a one. horse, a horse, an adult grams, horse, is typically 300 kilograms. Yeah, so we're talking about 600 ducks. Yeah, that's a okay, lot. Maybe, of ducks. You know what? Maybe the uh, the big duck. We'll go for the big duck. <laughs> no, let's go one big duck. I'm not saying you have a, big duck. You you might lose both that, of these. That's fights. very. <laughs> you know what? That's a very real possibility. <laughs> Which one? Which one would it suck less to lose? To, <laughs> I guess that's my <laughs> duck. Yeah, uh, it doesn't say necessarily a fight to the death. I mean, you so, can only assume, though. You know. you know. I think I get well, but <laughs> especially if they come ready to <laughs> ready to fight. Like you can only assume they're going for blood. Yeah. I guess so. Then I think that then it, then in that case I would definitely go horse-sized duck because I think that I could like, yeah, like take a beating and maybe get away from it. True. But like six hundred ducks, that's that's like I'd be like I would never True. be and done like, with it. If you like, get them in the jugular, like, you, you might have yeah, a exactly. chance. You could get a lucky yeah. shot. You could get a lucky yeah, exactly. shot. You're, in you on know one what? You're right. Duck. I take that back. I'm going for the one big duck. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I we've worked this out. I think we have I the right agree. answer. <laughs> uh, and finally. What question would you like to ask to our future guest? Here's a question. We often say, if you right. could go back and give yourself a piece of advice when you were younger, what piece of advice would you give mm -hmm. yourself? My question instead is, if you could go back and tell yourself to purposely make a mistake, either for, for better or for worse, which mistake would you tell yourself to make? So this is a mistake that you actually did make, right? So this isn't like no, not necessarily. So it could be it could be something as stupid as you know what? I wish I had gone to Vegas and blown all my money. Okay, um, so if you could go back and tell yourself to purposely make a mistake, what, what would it be? be? And, I mean, and why? It could, why I, I why suppose... would it be like, hey, you know what? I should have I should have been drinking five nights a week. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I mean, like I. Like my my head immediately went to like an actual mistake of my first <laughs> marriage, but <laughs> which could no, very well but, be. There you and, go. There's a perfect example. Well, and and it's one of those things just because like I I've 
and I mean like my first marriage and like a string of other crazy people that I dated because I was like, I don't know if like, you know, especially I think like in dating and like love life or whatever, where like what circumstances are like, like I often, I often look back at the, the failed marriage as like, as much as it sucked and as much as it was a mistake, as much as I spent time with someone who I was not meant to be with. And there was a lot of emotional grief. Like I learned so much about like myself and what I look for in someone and what I should be looking for in someone that I'm like, did that make me like a significantly better match for Sarah who I've been with for 14 years, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how many lessons did I take away from that awful mistake that like eight years of my life and was like emotionally the hardest thing to go for, but taught me so much about like, relationships and like like it it was like i've often kind of like equated it to uh like you kind of have to be in a bad relationship to know what a good relationship is no that's totally fair like and and it sucks to have to deal with it but like i think you learn through experience where you're like you don't know what a bad relationship is and then you might end up like taking a good relationship for granted if you don't have any comparison for it. Agreed. It's a, well, it's almost like a, like a right, a right so of was... passage almost. It's almost like, and I mean, nothing's stopping you from going back. Like I know people have gone back on past relationships because they've been like, oh, actually what I had was decent. Like I, yeah, yeah, we can pass things up. Yeah, exactly. Which I, which is not, not necessarily right. a bad thing either, but that's it. But right. But like I said, are you, I also kind of like learned about, like, I also saw myself at my worst and was like, Hey, I should make some changes to myself, you know, like, like based on that. And it was like, it's, it's one of those things where as, as awful as like a stretch of years were, it would be like, it would be almost like painful to go back to like early twenties, Keith, and be like, no, 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 you're going to do this. And it's going to be a nightmare. (laughs) And you're going to be like the wrong side of a bottle and sleepless nights. And like, it's going to suck so badly for you for like a huge stretch. But there's like, you're going to learn so much about yourself that you're going to be in an emotional headspace and whatever else that you're going to meet a girl one of these days. And it's the there best. you go, <laughs> you know, like, so that, that's, that was, that's, that's where very, I went, that's very like, deep, Keith. Oh, thanks. That's the band. Do you have one? Do you have one ready? Or my big or, thing would probably uh, just have been to like, it's going to sound weird, but I should have just not worried about making ends meet as much as I, I, I did when I was in my twenties in the sense that like, I should have taken that, that random road trip, right? Like when you're like, Oh yeah, yeah. Just random mm. road trip. And you're like, ah, screw it. You know what? I'll just stay in town. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it could have probably been a mistake. Could have, it could have probably been disastrous biggest, biggest bill you could right? have, where you're like, but the biggest bill you probably would have racked up would have been yeah, like yeah for sure and and it's whatever. like you would have, you would have, you would have had like a thousand dollars of credit card debt but exactly. maybe have driven across exactly. like the and country it's like, yeah you know? sure you had no money at the time yeah it would have been stupid like going somewhere with no money yeah. but at the same time I'm like yeah you know what makes for stories makes for different experiences uh, and that's one thing I, mm. I I I would have liked to make the mistake of not having money and still choosing to do things and I think mm. that's that's the big thing. Yeah. You're like, I wish I was less responsible with money. <laughs> no, but, but looking <laughs> Just, back, and I'm sure like you relate. You're like, oh yeah, I held back because I was worried about certain things. And you're like, it it looked stupid yeah. at the time, and it probably would have been stupid. Yeah, but I should have done it. I mean, I I have like right right that right there though. 
I, I as soon as you said that, like held back from money, I like a goddamn fool thought that the tickets to a live 2007 were too expensive. <laughs> and then I did not see Daft Punk in 2007. Because mm. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have the cash in 2007. Like, and, but like I had a credit card. I could have easily put those yeah. tickets on the credit card and seen Daft Punk. But I was like, oh, they'll come back or whatever. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> they will, they will play no shows for the rest of your adult life and then break up during yeah. a pandemic. I'm like, weird. If I could go back and tell myself that and be like, go see Daft Punk, you idiot. I just like, there's a lot of things. And like, don't get me wrong. I probably said no to so many things, whether it was concerts, whether it was trips, whether it was whatever. And I just like, I wish I had thought less when I was like in my early Mm -hmm. (laughs) twenties. I wish I'd turned my thinking off a little more. And I know people are like, oh, you know, you protected you from certain things. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? I would have learned it. I would have learned so much about myself and yeah, I would have made mistakes. It would have been fun for a a brief period of time yeah i think that that's the i guess like that that's like the the big takeaway is like don't be afraid especially in your 20s (laughs) like like don't be afraid to make mistakes in your 20s that's like what yeah and just let's go like as as long as you don't do anything irreparable as long as you don't hurt anybody as long as you like you know like like you can be in debt but don't bankrupt yourself or whatever it is like (laughs) but yeah i think that that people worrying about being an adult in there. And I think that's the other thing that is like dawning on me also is like, and, and don't get me wrong. I did. Like, we, I found a picture. I found a picture of myself on, on, put on Facebook from like 2009 oh, from the, like it was a, from nightlife magazine. <laughs> I was like, I was like, ah, oh, was that like, <laughs> I was like, look at that. That that was me. And the random shot where you're probably in a like, packed bar and like, it's a picture from overhead kind of thing. No, no, oh, no. Wow. This is a posed photo of me oh, and wow. my friends. Yeah, we Look were. At you. you got deal. the classy shot in nightlife. I want to say it was like Felix Cartel also. <laughs> so like also like like tiny, tiny, which is now like he's like all over Mix 96 yeah. or Virgin Radio, yeah. right? Like it's just sort of like like he used to just be a small DJ yeah. in Montreal. That was like 14 years ago. But yeah, exactly. Like I was like, I absolutely did my fair share of like stupid shit in your 20s. And like when I realized it now, I was like, it wasn't that stupid. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people were like, oh, you know, like you're, you're, what are you doing? Like all this, all, I was like, it's, you're in your twenties, man. This yeah, doesn't exactly. matter. Like yeah, this actually the doesn't do matter. <laughs> like people I find are often in such a yeah. rush to like, oh, absolutely. Get, become adults. And I'm like, no, that it absolutely. sucks. <laughs> like, no, I agree with you. Uh, I totally agree with you there. Esteban, thank you for, for having on me show. on. Sorry, sorry, Lawrence couldn't make it this whole entire time. What are you talking about? He's been here the <laughs> but, whole time. Uh, no, Keith, great. he's, he's just, just been real, real quiet. quiet. I'll have to do this again uh, at some point in person. Uh, I yeah, guess we'll catch up uh, soon. Having a beer. We did. We did like two shows at Grumpy's, and then everything everything shut down again. It was it There's... was a bummer. Thank you, Esteban. Anywhere? Uh, I guess like you have like your Twitter. Yeah, Esteban you, was eaten on Twitter, that's, Instagram. That's, uh, Bill Murray reference for people wondering. Yeah. Because they're like, Esteban was eating. I guess, I guess no matter no matter where what the future holds, that'll still be that's like your personal account. That's, that's my personal account. Follow me. There's nothing scandalous yeah, exactly. or anything. It's just me ranting and raving about just, just a lot trail. of restaurants closing yeah. down. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> restaurants closing down and uh venues getting venues noise getting noise complaints, and... uh bands that I think you should check out and that nobody else cares about. Pretty much it. There you go. All this and more on Esteban Wazir on Twitter. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Thanks Esteban. Thanks.
Hey there, loyal listener who listens to the show all the way past the closing credits. Um, Thank you for listening to Go Plug Yourself. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, If you enjoy the show, I cannot stress this enough. Please tell people about it. We don't really have a budget for marketing or fancy Facebook ads or putting up billboards on the street. Uh, We really have to rely on word of mouth, which uh, basically means that if you listen to the show and you enjoy the show, Please uh, share it, link it, uh, tell your friends about it. Say, hey, there's this show called Go Plug Yourself. They talk to Montrealers or people that have stuff going on in Montreal or uh, just people that have stuff to uh, promote that we kind of care about. We can we can go outside of Montreal if we want to. Um, yeah, so just tell tell people about the show. It's a, it's a fun show. We, we like doing it a lot. We've done it for over 200 episodes, and it's in large part thanks to support from uh, people like you. Um, if you want to support the show at all, you can go to uh, patreon.com slash 9to5cc and uh, throw a couple bucks our way. It really helps with uh, the hosting fees for the most part. We're really not trying to make a profit on this. Um, and also, if you want to be a guest on the show or you know someone who might uh, want to be a guest on the show you can uh, contact us either on facebook or on twitter there's a bunch of ways to find us uh, and uh, and let us know and if the scheduling and the timing and everything works out maybe you can be the next person who uh, comes on the show and uh, plugs something a uh, big thank you as always to leland beckman and oral turpitude who provided our theme songs and of course a thank you to uh, all of the hosts that we have on the show uh walter j ling who is technically retired but still sometimes hosts uh christopher vendito lawrence corber and uh, ines anaya uh all are all amazing goers and you should support them and their comedy and uh and all of that uh thank you for listening thank you for choosing go plug yourself uh as one of your from the millions of podcasts and have a beautiful day thank you nine to 5cc podcast blogs and comics made in montreal since 2011